I saw in the in the some report you have a leftist school board member that was denigrating one of our folks as being a token. How disrespectful is that? Is that the kind of person you want on the school board? Someone that's derogatory and is controlled by the union? Tell you there are about to be fewer of those clear across our state, including right here in Miami Dade. And that is, as I put at the onset of the show, the biggest story coming out of our primary night. It's not Charlie Crist, it's not Val Demings, it's not, you know, whomever is, you know, won a primary for a congressional race. It without a doubt is what is happening with our school boards. And it's the culmination of a lot of work for a long time. As I said at the onset of the show and tweeted out earlier this morning, the biggest winner last night wasn't even on the ballot. Happened to be Governor Ron DeSantis as he was 21 of 30, 21 of 30 in his school board endorsements. When you take a look at races that historically have had a 95% reelectorate, in the state of Florida, what happened is remarkable in in ways that uh, you know transcend traditional left right politics. And all of the candidates that were available for Governor DeSantis to endorse most certainly would not have been available had it not been for the incredible work over the past couple of years from the Moms for Liberty. Joining us, co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Tina Deskovich. Tina, you got to be on cloud nine today. Oh, we just we're in the office this morning and we have uh, celebrate by cool in the game. <laughs> we're having a good time around here this morning for sure. Yeah, I mean, uh, to see what we saw, Miami-Dade, Martin, Sarasota, clear across the state, not just upset victories based on endorsements from Moms for Liberty and the governor, uh, but the actual flipping philosophically would appear of many of these school districts as well. It's remarkable. You didn't even mention Duval, and that's who you played in the opening of this segment. Uh, The school board member literally last week on a recorded video called out one of our members who happens to be black as a token member that we parade out. And uh, it's the most astonishing uh, racist comment possibly to make from a hard left Democrat, uh, you know, and they always take the the high road and, and call us the racists. And so it really, it laid out in Duval County um, exactly what was on, on the line. And the people spoke up, the parents rallied together and they supported, uh, you know, parental rights candidates. And philosophically, the Duval County School Board for the first time in a very long time is now conservative leaning. Tina, Going into yesterday, I was nervous. I was concerned that we would end up with the status quo. You know, as much emphasis as we have put on education and the school board seats in particular over the past couple of years, it really needed to translate right now. Because if not, when? And also from a recruitment standpoint going forward, which I want to talk to you about as well, how important was it that we saw the follow through that we did to the movement? I'll be honest, we were nervous yesterday, too. You know, we were we're a growing, thriving organization. We've only been around 20 months. Uh, we don't have the funds to do polling, you know, that some of the big PACs and organizations have. So 
we have just been putting all of our heart and soul. Our moms have been working their tails off for their candidates like you would not believe because they are sick and tired of what's happening to their children. They're sick of knowing that two-thirds of American school children's are not, children are not reading on grade level. They were sick and tired of forced masks. You know, in Florida, luckily, we were saved from uh, vaccine mandates on our children, but so many things, the curriculum with their finding being shut down by school boards, thrown out by school boards, silenced by school boards, like they've had enough. And so if people did not get behind parents at this moment and turn out to vote, and you know, it was scary. We didn't have a governor's race. We didn't have bigger things on the ballot that leaned with conservative candidates. So right. we were very concerned, um, you know, and, and I absolutely felt that yesterday that if, if we didn't prevail last night, it was going to feel like a big gut punch. But luckily, I don't, you know, I was able to play celebrate on repeat this morning because <laughs> <office, laughs> because people did show up and did turn out, and we are very grateful. Tina, uh, for some time, there's been a challenge getting good candidates to run against incumbents in nonpartisan races, not just school board races, but nonpartisan races generally. And uh, I know that was a huge part of the, the buildup to what played out yesterday. Tell us about the recruitment effort and, and what went into producing the candidates that, that ended up winning. I wish I could tell you it was a very well laid out plan, but that uh, that's truly not the case. Um, the, the plan from the beginning was to get parents involved, eyes on education. And we knew once they saw, once they really saw, because Tiffany and I are the co-founders of Moms for Liberty, and we served here in Florida on school boards 2016 to 2020. And we like to say we saw behind the education curtain, but all parents really needed to see. And so we really felt like um, when we helped them focus in on their local districts, where they are, where their kids are going to school, and really see what the problems are, that natural leaders would rise up and, and they would claim their spot and they would run for school board. And that's exactly what they've done. And so, you know, it's more a layout of the whole process that's, that's working. And it's very exciting to see it working. So what, where do we go from here? And, and what about, you know, the, the future of uh, attracting more people to, to the movement and, and candidates for for school board in the future. Oh, we only go up from here. You know, people want to be part of a winning team. Uh, you know, it was hard launching this organization. Parents were afraid to speak up. They were being harassed. <laughs> they still are. There was an article written just the other day about our organization nationally about the harassment the parents are receiving, the doxing, the bullying, the the threats. And so it's still scary. To well, I mean, you are it. domestic terrorists, right? I mean, I, I think I, I saw <laughs> yeah. something about that with yeah. the Biden administration. Yeah, you know, when you have the federal government coming out and targeting you and labeling you, it's it's intimidating. And, but there's power in numbers and there's power in winning. And so we want to get the word out about the wins. We want to celebrate. We are so grateful for our brave governor. You know, it's risky for a governor to come mm-hmm. out and get involved in school board races and endorse and then travel the state and speak to support them on their behalf. We know some of these candidates only won because he got behind them in the last minute there. Um, and so we're super grateful for his, for him being brave and taking a chance and supporting school board candidates. Tina, part of it is I've received, you know, throughout Broward and Palm Beach County in particular, um, I heard from a lot of folks that, hey, you know, DeSantis didn't endorse here. And I guess ultimately, even if there were some candidates that maybe espouse positions that were in line with with the governors and and your organization, maybe the, the governor just wasn't comfortable enough with them. Obviously, there's still work to do that way. Yeah, I mean, you know, this is all new to all of us. 
you know, our, we're a brand new organization. There's no one in the country doing what we're doing. So everything we do is new. We end up endorsing, I say endorsing slash supporting about 65 candidates in the state. Uh, we let our chapters decide and vet. We kind of gave them the tools. You got to remember, most of these people have zero political experience. Some have never voted in their life. And we, you know, we gave them some screening tools. We told them how to hold a forum and we said, go endorse. And so it kind of is a test to see how this would turn out. We're thrilled that 43 of those 65 candidates either won outright last night or advanced to the general election. And so it's a test ground for us. We are going to duplicate this all around the country. You know, we are in 40 states right now with 230 chapters, I believe. Awesome. So, yeah, it's just it's a test ground. We've learned a lot in the last 24 hours and in the last 20 months. And we are going to duplicate that. As far as the governor and him choosing, I think, 20-ish candidates, um, you know, they're much more strategic. They have the ability to research and see this at a much higher level. We literally were ground game moms on the ground saying this person aligns with us. We want them without any, like, ability to evaluate if those people can win. And we still were able to get 43 across the line last night. So it's it's remarkable. It is. And, and Tina, for mm-hmm. people who are interested in getting involved, uh, what's the best way to go about it? MomsForLiberty.org, front page, you'll see a map uh, wherever you are located. Click on it. Uh, you will find either your chapter and a way to connect with them, or you will see a, a screen that says, no chapter here, please start one. And we ask that you or someone you know uh, steps up and becomes brave like the rest of us out here in this fight, and let's work to take back America. Congratulations, and I'll let you get back to cool in the gang. Tina Deskovich, the co-founder of Moms for Liberty. Chris DeSantis and the Fouch, my top three takeaways. We're going to dive in next here on the Bright Bud Show, News Radio 610 WIND.